welcome my friends to Gotcha Rock and Roll. Welcome to the newest episode. Yes, we're back. Hello. And today, I'd like to give a special shout out to my good friend Didi. Congratulations on your achievement. Um, to those she shared it with, if you know, you know. But if you don't, well, I'll just say it's amazing that you were able to do that. I'm sure you didn't expect that to happen, but what can you do? That's life, you know. A very big congratulations, and I hope that more things uh, similar to that happen to you in the future, you know. Because I saw your Facebook post, and I still couldn't believe it. Even now, I still can't believe it. So my experience will be different knowing that you were involved. So I did tell you what it was, Ryan. So... Yeah. What do you think? What did you think of that when I told you? You know. Well, I thought that was amazing that she actually did that, and um, you know, I I don't know her, but I hope more, uh, like someone who can do stuff like that, you know, at that level. I hope you get more, um, amazing situations or amazing offers like that again. All right. So, at her request, Ryan, we have sort of an episode we can do about half the episode dedicated to her request if we can we can try anyway yeah we can try so the first thing is she wanted us to talk about the show invincible so have you seen the clips on youtube have you seen the meme think mark yeah i've seen that yeah so have you seen um clips of it on youtube have you tried looking at one of them yeah yeah i mean i've looked a bit but it hasn't really interested me Ah. Super. I see. Well, to give a basic rundown of the story, essentially, um, uh, spoilers for people who watch Invincible or who haven't seen it yet. Um, basically, imagine if Goku didn't hit his head when he landed on Earth. So he was a really, so was an like evil super. Yeah. Um. Omni Man is from a planet called Viltrum. Yeah. So, um, he is essentially a sleeper agent. Sleeper agent? Yes. Um, do you ever notice that the clips are violent? Yeah. The show okay. is kind of violent. It's kind of violent, it's yeah. pretty violent. Um, yeah. Omni-Man is very much um, like Superman, as you can tell from how he looks. Yeah. Um, I don't remember all his powers, but I don't think he has heat vision. Or but like, like he, he's like, you know, the invulnerability. He's very strong, strength. he can fly, yeah, all that. Yeah, okay. Omni-Man is from a planet called Viltrum where only the strong can survive so they wanted to be like the strongest planet in the, in the universe so they would kill their weak citizens to create strong wow, uh, people okay. like, imagine if uh, Viltrum is basically Krypton if Krypton had a yellow sun oh wait isn't that just Earth then no but like you've seen how advanced Krypton is oh but well, with a yellow sun. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be more akin to kind of like Hulk's war world? Sakar? Like Sakar, yeah. Where like only the strong get to lead. Right? Surprisingly, no. Um, If you've seen... Uh, when you see the episode where he explains this, um, it's still a very prosperous nation. It's still a nation. It's a prosperous wor- universe, a world. It's a prosperous planet. You know, they've got fancy technology. And they have an entire empire. The Viltrumite Empire. But to do that, they had to get rid of the weak people. So only the strong can survive. It's a, it's a planet full of Superman-like people. Okay, so everyone on Krypton is Superman. Yes, yes. Now, okay. Um, they decided we should make other people strong. We should make other planets strong. So we'll create an empire. 
So they would send one Viltrumite to each planet to weaken it and get them ready to join the Viltrumite Empire. Yeah. Omniman uh, is sent to Earth for that. He's uh-huh. a sleeper agent. Um, uh, I forget his name. Uh, Grayson. Mr. Grayson. His name, uh, like, uh, how did it go? Yeah, Mr. Grayson. He had a son who, is, uh, who named Mark. Mark Grayson. Mark Grayson is the titular character Invincible because he has powers too. Mm-hmm. So the show is basically like a very teenage thing. You remember the show Young Justice? Yeah. Imagine that, but like super violent and the, and the heroes are more involved. Well, okay. Omni-Man is more involved because in the, in, the, uh, in the first episode, Omni-Man essentially kills the guardians of the globe. They are the Justice League of that world. He, he goes them. in, he kills them all. He kills wow. them. Yeah. When okay. he finds out Mark has powers, he kills them all. Why? Um, it's explained in later episodes that um, he wants he wanted to be sure that Mark had powers. So he killed people? Um, okay. Remember, he is a sleeper agent designed to weaken the planet. He, he, was, he was supposed to come as this sort of I'm 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 um I'm from Viltrum and I'm this uh, uh alien that you should be part of the planet. You should be part of the Empire. What was his real name? Oh, bo- by the way, voiced by um, J.K. J.K. Simmons. Oh, oh really? Yes. Oh, okay. He's voiced by J.K. Simmons. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. Nolan Grayson, that's his real name. Anyway, so he essentially worked with the quote-unquote Justice League of this world because he, um, apparently in, er- in this Earth, Invincible's Earth, there are people with superpowers also. So it's like common. Yeah, yeah so it's not... So it's like... It's well, not common in the My Hero Academia sense, but it's... Uh, yeah, it's but like, like the actual comics, kind of like comics, yeah. yeah. So there are anyway, super powered people. So when he found out that Mark had powers and he was sure Mark is half Viltrum, Viltrumite. Yeah. That's when he said, "Okay, Mark's got powers like me. I can bring him with me to the Empire. I can kill everyone else now." Okay. So that's what he did. Okay. So, the meme comes from Mark fighting his dad. Yeah. And losing. Very badly. Uh, yeah, makes sense. But because he was saying that uh, Viltrumites age very ra- very slowly. Mm-hmm. Like, he'll be 100 years old and he'll look 30. Something like that. Okay. And um, the meme comes from Nolan, Mr. Grayson, trying to persuade Mark. That, think, Mark. There's no point in protecting them. What will you have after 500 years when everyone's gone? Mark, in a touching moment, says... Um, you, dad. Wow, okay. This prompts um, Omni-Man to leave. Now, this is why he's called invincible. It's not because of the outside power. Yeah. Mark never once broke his faith in his dad and his conviction to protect Earth. Okay. So, Invincible is a very interesting um, comic. It deals with a lot of social issues that people would say Marvel and DC aren't exactly... Touching. ready to touch I don't blame them you know you don't want to avoid those things as much as you can but yeah there's a scene in the comics I won't say what it is but you never see that in comics not that much I've seen one other time that happened in comics but not that much not that much compared yeah. to this you can just tell me later <laughs> okay and yeah Omni-Man one would argue he's almost as powerful as Superman if not more because um he doesn't have the other powers. Yeah, uh, Superman, but he but have there's no weakness. there is no kryptonite for Viltrumites. 
they're just that strong. They're just that the strong, time. yeah. They're not powered by the sun, though. That's the other thing. So, so they're just know. naturally that strong. Yes. And they naturally can fly and stuff. Yeah, yeah. but... So, yeah. Um, one would say Injustice Superman is the best way to describe him. Mm. I guess that's, a, that's if an Lois, interesting way to... Do. If Lois didn't die, but he was still crazy. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I mean... It's a unique way to describe I like, it. Yeah. I, I don't know. For me, personally... It's a little tiring to see the what if Superman was evil trope being used by other comic books. Like, have you, are you familiar with The Boys? Yes. Homelander. Homelander is also like that. Yeah. There's a lot of comic books that actually use that kind of thing. I think a couple of movies have also. You know yeah. that... Uh, evil Superman, but he's uh, Brightburn. I've, Brightburn, yes. Yeah. That, that was like... That was screaming, I'm Superman, but I want to kill people. Yeah. Right. So, it's... It's getting tired, you know, but... Omni-Man manages to f- make it unique in his own way. But by having um, by having Goku's backstory. Well, yeah. a Saiyan's backstory. Kind More of like Vegeta. If Vegeta was a, if Vegeta was a sleeper agent. A <laughs> sleeper agent. Yeah, like imagine if Vegeta yeah, was Goku wasn't there. I nobody think, would stop him. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I think what I like I guess about what you told me is that they're tackling issues that comics don't normally tackle. Yeah, and they also have you know stories of, uh, family with the case of Mark Nolan and his mom, because like Nolan still loves his family, but you know he has a duty to his people. You know they tackle things like um, love, for teenagers and being superheroes. Oh, yeah. like Mark is going to college, mm. and and he he's dumb like. I must say, Mark is kind of dumb. He was like saying, there's one scene where um, Earth is going to go to Mars. I think that to them, that's a little not out of the ordinary anymore. That they can go to Mars. Yeah. So there was one part where they were saying like, uh, uh, they need Omni-Man to escort a rocket to Mars, okay. a planetary mission. Um, but Mark's bu- uh, Mark, um, Omni-Man was busy. Because he yeah. has to protect the world because there were no more guardians of the globe. Because yeah. he killed them. Wow, yeah. So, Mark said, I'll do it. I'll be... It's just a two-day trip to Mars. I'll be there and back before you know it. And then all of them were like, Mark, do you know how far it takes to get to Mars from Earth? Oh, okay. He's kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah, I think... It, you'll be back in two weeks. Oh well, well like I in, think in I, their comic time, like, yeah. you can get to Mars in two weeks, which is that's pretty fast. But like, I guess he, from he his, he could get there in I two guess days. from his perspective, I mean, can he like fly through space? Maybe he can, he can fly, fly really fast. He can fly, yeah. Like, cause Superman can fly through space really fast, right? Well, he can do, but not even then. Mars is far. It is, yeah. <laughs> but like, maybe he flies yeah. that fast. They can or fly um, yeah. pretty fast. Like Mark can talk in space. They don't well, need not, to breathe in space. Well, well, he can't. He doesn't open his mouth when he talks. They talk like telekinetically, telekin. Yeah, they, yeah, like that. With he has a friend called Alien the Alien. What? Yeah, they're another race of people. They, they tried to invade Earth once, and it didn't work. Um, Omni Man stopped them. Yeah. Okay. It's interesting in certain scenes that Omni Man's evil. So in the back of your mind, you know he's bad, mm-hmm. but he's a superhero, so he's protecting the world. Yeah. So he's a bad guy, but he's. He's yeah. like a... Maybe he'll be redeemed. They kind of hinted at that in uh, other parts. 
But yeah, that is invincible. Interesting. I think it's an interesting take, I guess. Yeah. On the evil Superman type of, you know, comic trope. Yeah. Like, one of the other heroes that's pretty cool is the Immortal. The Immortal? He's like Doomsday, but if Doomsday was human. Oh, that's dangerous. Okay. Yeah. That's very dangerous. He fights Omni-Man once. Yeah. Well, twice. Omni-Man kills him twice. And he comes back. He comes back, Omni-Man killed him again. <laughs> like, yeah. But yeah. He should, I, I think he becomes resistant. Does he still become resistant to like what he I'm not sure him? of the Immortal's part. Or he just doesn't oh, he becomes, die. Like, he becomes stronger after he dies. So they got that portion, like, portion so of like the Saiyan. Like the closer their yeah. death. Well, yeah. he, he actually has to have died. Yeah, but he comes back to life. Yeah, actually. he comes back to life. If he survived, it's different. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they, they, a lot of comparisons to Dragon Balls. Um, it's by uh, Robert Kirkman. Robert um, Kirkman, you may know him. He's the writer of The Walking Dead. Oh, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Well, The Walking Dead was such a big um, hit, right? Yeah. So... I mean, and it seems like in, you know, Invincible is getting a good amount of traction so yeah. far online. Yeah. So, um, I guess uh, it, it would be interesting to see where it went, yeah. you know, with its you know, lessons and maybe, you know, yeah. issues. Robert Kirkman's works are very family-oriented in a way. Walking Dead is also like, yeah, there's Rick, a lot of, Rick's got his son. There's a lot of like other. family stuff and, you know, brotherhood type of yeah. imagery in Walking Dead, I think. Yeah. Uh, although I haven't like, you know, yeah, intently none of really watched. Read Walking Dead. Yeah, or like intently yeah, seeing the thing. Yeah, he is a big comic fan. Like, apparently he has a son named Peter Parker Kirkman. Wow, okay. Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, if you're looking for a mainstream comic work he did, he was involved in Marvel Zombies. Oh, the Marvel Zombies thing. Yeah. It's the, the zombie world yes. thingy. Marvel Zombies. Uh-huh. I heard about that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was that was Invincible. Interesting show. Like I wish we could watch it, but you know, legal stuff. I mean, we can with watch VPNs it. and other means. I mean, you know, you know, everyone knows that there are always ways to watch these things. Yeah, but like you know, honestly, for me, even just watching them on YouTube is fine because you, people post a lot of stuff there. A lot of clips to the point it's basically the whole episode. Though, if like you know the order to watch it. Yeah, I guess, but like you know, I would. I guess watch it, but like I don't know if it's gonna be really my cup of tea. Oh, I don't blame you. Yeah, you never know when a superhero comic book type. Yeah, I mean, I I really I can Marvel movies. I can appreciate yeah. comic books. I can appreciate like their different stories, their backgrounds, you know. Yeah. But like, um, when it comes to direct, you know, new stuff, especially like Invincible, I don't think it will really be my cup of tea. Oh yeah, I don't. Blame but uh, I think. If you know, if you like comics or if you're a fan of, you know, Kirkman's works, I think you should try and pick it up. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Sounds great so far. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're fine with gore and stuff, but yeah, it's gorier than most, um, most shows, shows, comic book oriented shows. Comic, yeah. yeah. But yeah, you know, I th- I think it's a good idea if you guys want to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Please go go ahead. Uh, after that, there was also um, the other thing that. Uh, my friend wanted to recommend, uh, not recommend, request of us, and that was Idol Gachas. Now I know you're not as big on Idol Gachas. Yeah, but I I do know a bit about them. Yeah, and one thing I did want to talk about since we can talk about it because she's a big Love Live 
fan. Ah, Love Live. Now, sorry, I'm not a Love Live fan. I'm more of a Bang Dream guy. Mm-hmm. I know Love Live. I know how important it is to the Japanese people. Yes. I have seen concerts. Yes, because Love Live is great. And, and it's a very different take. Because, you know, on the one side, you have Love Live. That's a, I think they have 10 or 20 girls in that one group, right? There are like 10 of them, if not more. Well, I'm... If there's a lot of them. I, I saw the concert. Yeah, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them and it's great. And it, in that one... um, In that one uh, show, in that one group, right? Whereas you have Bang Dream, you have... um, You have like six bands. Yeah, I, I think you can say it's like you remove all the bands and you just have all the girls in one group. That's Love that's, Life. That's the, I, I wouldn't say that's Love Life, But like, that's kind of their situation. Ah, I get what you mean. Uh, yeah. Yeah, in terms of, you know, gacha games, like, one thing I am curious about, why did K-On never get a gacha game? K-On's like the, the grand, the grand nice mama, the grandmama of musical, I believe they're like the grandmama of musical. Are they? I'm not sure um, about that. I don't know, like, for me, I feel like K-On influenced a lot of these More musical-based. Yeah. Like, for example, you know, Bang Dream. I, I fully believe Bang Dream was inspired by K-On in some way. I I guess I would think so too, yeah. but I'm not sure if K On was first. It, I'm sure it was because K On was around when I was still, um, in high school. Yeah, but was Love Life also? Do you Love know Life about came that? around in two thousand fourteen. Yeah, I I I could be wrong. I, I won't. K On was around a long time. I don't wanna like say that it's the first because like I'm not really sure about the dates, but K On is great too. Yeah, I think it's just that, um their studio probably didn't go that far into making wait no uh, I remember something for also, K-On right I think I think K-On was done by Kyoami. oh was it I think it was oh okay that's well, why I guess that's part of the reason but, yeah you know um, poor Kyoani. but they're they're getting back on their feet though, yeah I'm glad which is nice I, I hope I hope they manage to get further again in what they want yeah. to do well with gacha games and idol, um, despite how they go about it, does do the two genres, do they work together? Um, because I know you don't hmm. really acknowledge them as gacha games. Like you don't need even I will say you don't need to play the gacha of the of those games. I don't know about the love life one. I don't think so either. Yeah, you don't need to play the gacha of those games to do well in the game. It's more recommended if you want more points, if you want to get higher rankings, because the costumes have more power, things like that. But given how it's been going, uh, do they mesh well together, would you say, or maybe I, not? Um, well, if you ask me, the main reason why I... First of all, like the main reason I don't really consider these uh, idol games as gacha games, because like the gacha doesn't really help with the gameplay because it's a mu- it's a rhythm game right mm-hmm. so that's yeah. why I consider it a rhythm game because the gacha is just there for like yeah. you know side stuff like the points or aesthetics or stuff like that it's not actually helping you with the gameplay itself but I wouldn't say that it's a bad addition I think it's actually a welcome addition like it makes you know it makes you know it gives something that people would want to do or something that people would like to try and, you know, run after, rather than just playing the music and mastering the songs, right? Yeah. 
So, you know, getting points and stuff like that will, I guess, get you new gacha materials and you can get more costumes for the girls or anything mm-hmm. like that. So, I, I think it's a good match. Mm-hmm. It's just that you can't really convince me to say that they're a gacha game. They're rhythm games, not gacha games. So they're rhythm games with gacha... They're ri- they're, they're, they are rhythm games with gacha inside. Yeah, right. Well, well another thing I want to bring up, um, costume-based gachas for certain games. I, I don't think idol games are the only games that do this. No, no. They're not the Where only do games. they fall? Like, what's an example of a non-idol... Oh, um, Uma Musume. Ah, is an Uma Musume, Uma Musume thing in the future, when it comes out, um, that um, uh, it's going to be costumes for the horses? N- no, actually not. Because the way Uma Musume's gacha is, it's more of you, to either get the other girls that you don't have on so they're on rate up to get the new girls that they added that they haven't added yet or to get like the support cards which that's the main gacha I think in Uma Musume to get like support cards because the support cards have like different effects that you really really want they have more value it's strange it's like saying you want the craft essence more than a 5 star servant hmm and, it's weird but as then a special like, shout out for my friend yeah. so sh- so you can understand it's like rolling on the weapon gacha yeah, instead of the like character for Genshin. gacha for Genshin yeah, yeah like only you, you actually want the weapon well like, with Genshin you actually want the weapon sometimes uh, yeah like for Genshin if you're comparing it it's like you want like you don't care if you if there are new characters you'd rather focus on getting this awesome weapon or something like that because character acquisition is easier it is. It is. It is a lot easier. There's like a promotion this system also, and I don't think the rates are very, like, harmful to one soul. Mm-hmm. Unlike you know FGO, very FGO. very harmful to the soul. Yeah, but um, I, I think they also have a pity system, which oh, I'm not good. sure about. But the rates are I think good enough that you can get two highest rarity girls in the same gacha role, which is, you know, not the it's not it's not surprising unlike other games right mm-hmm. oh that reminds me you, you I, I just thought of this now because you mentioned the pity system I think if I, I'm not sure if only idol gachas do this um, idol gachas can get away with not having a pity because the gacha is not necessary is this a good excuse to not have a pity system I mean I guess on, okay the only thing is that it depends on your rates like that's the only excuse I think you have to have no pity system is if your rates are easier. What would be easy in terms of rates? Um, like, like FGO is our FGO, bar for the hardest. That is the hardest. There's no such thing as a uh, gacha harder than FGO. Uh, one I have um, remembered that you and I both admit is a bit easy is um, Fire Emblem Heroes. Uh, Fire Emblem Heroes is very easy. It's just that the way they structured their gacha makes it Hard. annoying that's why I kind of stopped playing well, it I think I remember before to, I quit also um, Fire Emblem Heroes introduced a pity they did they did introduce a pity that you guarantee after a certain amount but um, their gacha rates were around 2% yeah. drop for a 5, for star, five star yeah. which is actually pretty very significant oh you mean compared to value. other gacha games it, it, compared to other gacha games like if you think about it in Genshin terms um, if you guys know about the how the pity system works in Genshin, you guys know that the first 20 rolls give you a 
total 2% drop for 5 stars. Uh-huh. That's why sometimes people double dip after like getting pity, you hit pity, then you have extra rolls, you actually get a 5 star again after. That's why like the first 20 after or the first 20 rolls in the gacha actually have an increased pity. So seeing that 2% in Genshin is already like hard enough to get and seeing that as regular for Fire Emblem Heroes, you can kind of see what's easy yeah. and what's difficult. But, yeah, I, I guess the only excuse you have for, for pity is if your rates are kind of hard to do or mm-hmm. hard to get. Like Genshin, they have a they have a pity system, but because their gacha is actually kind of hard to drop, like randomly five stars, um, they also have a snipe system, which I really like, where you can, you know, if you don't get the rate up, you, next one you get rate up. Okay. Yeah. Um, with other idol gachas, because like, one idol gacha game I'm really waiting for is uh, D4DJ. Isn't that releasing soon? That's releasing next week. Next week? I think next week. It's mm. on May 27, that's what they said. Um, Music game fans, if you're really a fan of rhythm games, that's the game you're gonna te- really test your skills. Yeah. Because um, that's an arcade style. Yeah, D4DJ has a lot of... I I am almost ready to say it will overtake Bang Dream in popularity and how much effort Bushiroad puts into it. I think it's because kind of Bang Dream... Bang Dream's been is, around for a while. It's been so around for a while and I think this is like their... Their newest Spiritual project. successor, if you say. If their it, baby. It's baby. like spiritual successor to Bang Dream because like... The Bang Dreams kind of pushing strength. You know, I mean, they, of course, they're still nice. You know, their music is yeah, great. They still have new concerts. songs. They have concerts. Morphonica, they're still there too. They, they yeah, but like um, spiritual successor to their music, you know, genre is definitely D4DJ. That's why you can see a lot of effort being put in. They're putting yeah. a lot of collabs too. That's that's the great thing about D4DJ. like DJ music is that you can remix songs which yeah. makes them so- you can have the weirdest collabs like freaking Monster yeah, Hunter Monster Hunter yes. expect that soon There's a, there was a Monster Hunter collab so you can play dun 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 and for fans of the anime quintessential quintuplets there was also a collab for that and there was a Hololive collab as well so, so far, that's about three, um, I would say, noteworthy collabs with IPs. Are they going to have more? I'm sure. They do, as usual, have a lot of cover songs, which I really like. Cover songs that even Bang Dream never reached, which is why I'm so interested in D4DJ. They also have an anime. It's out now. Excellent anime. It's one of the, f- of the only animes I've ever seen where the Japanese voice actress um, did the English dub alongside the Japanese dub like Karin Kagami who is Maho in that anime if you watch the English dub of that show it's gonna be her voice and she voices that character in Japanese as well which uh, is really impressive yeah. I mean it's impressive but if you ask me it's I still can't bear to watch the dub cause it's it it, it, it doesn't feel right I don't well, know. I, I, they recently released a video of her behind the scenes, how she, how they made her do it. So when you watch it, it's actually really interesting. Plus, I watched a bit of the dub. She got better. She certainly got better. Yeah, but like still, as she doing the dub, English dub for a character, when you're not, you know, you can say the words, but then it's still kind of difficult. Yeah, I know what you mean. 
Um, yeah, it it felt out of place. I will admit. It did She's, feel very it, out of like, place. Um, times like that, the only time I would allow that to work in an English dub, if I was watching an anime, is let's say they were a Japanese exchange student. Yes, trying that to would speak be English to his fine. foreign friends. That and would, he sounds like that. That would be works. completely fine. But then, like, in this situation, they're all the same yeah. kind of nationality. Like, it's kind of weird. The only Japanese actor I have found who can... Sp- uh, not live action. Uh, cartoon-wise or anime-wise. Anime-wise. Who can speak very good English is um, Mako Iwamutsu. You'd know him as um, Uncle Iroh in the first few seasons of Avatar. Aku from Samurai Jack before yeah. his unfortunate... Aku his unfortunate passing um, yes. years ago he had really good English he's very very good English so fantastic and, and it's it like you obviously you could speak Japanese as well I'm sure but like he didn't have that struggle is that yeah. the right way to say it? I, I guess more of you know the distinctive stuff that makes him sound like a Japanese person trying to speak English like when you hear it was him more talk. like mm-hmm. you couldn't tell that he I was mean, actually a Japanese person trying to speak. I mean, you could tell he was Japanese, but you didn't. You wouldn't think that it's like, you know, difficult. Something difficult for him. Well, know? like with um, when you listen to Aku, you Aku. can hear the Japanese accent in him, but it's not. Um, he can speak in a way that you can understand his English perfectly. Yeah. Unlike other Japanese people who try to speak English. Yeah. Which is great. I I fi- that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you know, having grown up watching Avatar, watching Samurai Jack, that's the level of uh, English I expected when I heard that she was gonna do that. Yeah, work. but then you know, we kind of we got we got what she did, and yeah. I I it's really still impressive that she it's impressive that. that she did something like that. But um, I don't think it was the best decision. But you know, I, it's up to them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One more thing as well before we move on to our other half of the episode. What exactly do you think players, um, how do I term it correctly? Like, what drives them to, to play the gacha of these kinds of games? Like, for example, their costumes, right? Yeah. Is it simply the art, the costumes? It's definitely the art. <laughs> it's definitely the art. Like, more, most of, more, more often than not, it's the art. They don't really care so much about what it can do. Well, I, I also it's remember that uh, Bang Dream has um, their three-star card. Their, their cards have stories. I guess there's little tidbits there. Maybe, yeah, but it's really it's the, the art. art. It? It's really the art. Like, sometimes you really want to see that when you're opening the yeah. game. Which is, which is what I'm wondering. How did they manage to grasp it enough for certain people? Like, unlike me, I, I don't roll much on the on the Bang Dream gacha or when I do I just whatever like I don't expect anything out of it really but like cause there's a good group of people in like the gacha gaming community that focus a lot on how a character is designed and that actually drives them more than what the character can actually yeah. do yeah I mean I appreciate the art that they make of course with the, the cards it's very well done for a lot of them it is yeah perhaps it's also because of who you're rolling for yeah maybe it's your favorite character your favorite girl or guy like that yeah i think that's also a big big reason why you would like spend your currency on that yeah like Uh, like for example i remember roselia had an event where they were all inside an mmo uh, yeah, i certainly wanted those costumes because it looked cool seeing them in like witch outfits and uh 
Lisa is like a priestess, and uh, Yukino is a wizard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like that's that. cool. So seeing that was interesting, and of course, collab costumes are very in demand. Like for example, I showed you before the um, quintessential quintuplets costumes. Ah, uh, yeah, th- those are nice. I like those. Very cool. Oh, I almost forgot. Um, Hololive. Ah, uh, yeah, Hololive. I swear to you guys, we did not know. When we recorded that Hololive episode, we did not know that we that trailer was going to We did not know that they were drop. going to do We that had trailer. no idea. I, no, no lies. That we were just talking about it because we wanted to. Yeah, we actually planned that episode a while back. Yeah. We just didn't get around to recording yeah. it until then. And then two then. days later, they released the full TV yeah. of Alternative. Yeah. Wow. So, I did not predict the future. Also because we don't, we still don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, a friend of mine, like, gave me a description um, it's it's it's, a, sounding it's a like universe. A game. It's sounding like a video I think game. it's a multimedia project because, uh, uh, like for example, people say Fate Grand Order is a multimedia project. It has games. It, it has it books. Has it has manga. It has, it manga. has anime everywhere. movies. I think whole this Hololive um Thing? alternative is an attempt to do that as well. I think they will. Yeah, I think it is. And um, Hollow Earth Chronicles. What is what is that? Hollow Earth. Hollow Earth Chronicle because um, I read up that the art take uh, is taken based on the designs from Hollow Earth Chronicles I don't know what that was so I thought you would know um you know actually I'm not super familiar but I have heard the name before I think it's it was probably a I think it was like an art take on how each of the characters would be if they exemplified what their backgrounds are, something ah, like that. Ah, okay. I'm don't quote me on it, but I'm I'm not super familiar actually. Mm. I thought I would be, but mm. I'm not actually. Yeah. One thing I should have asked you in the last episode, if I didn't, if I forgot, if I did. Yeah. Um. How do they appeal to someone like me who hasn't dug a hole yet? Uh, who hasn't dug, entered like, the rabbit I hole? I once tried to play tales. Of Crestoria, yeah. I I I like Tales. Tales is cool. Yeah, but like, it's a um, game for it's a game Tales for Tales fans. fans. Like I, a friend of mine who is actually doing translated, translating the game. She's oh, really? translating the game and put, posting it on her YouTube channel. Oh, that's cool. Um, uh, she's a huge Tales fan, and I tried it for a while. Tales wasn't really my thing. I heard Black Clover had a collab with it, so I thought mm. maybe, but then nah. But the main reason I didn't continue was because even if it was a game that she said, uh, you don't really need to know Tales to know it, that it feels weird to me because the gacha involved famous Tales characters. Kind of like, like if you're not into Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem heroes won't be as appreciated. Yeah, you, you unless like, you've played at least one. Yeah, you. I mean, you like the story, I guess, and you like the characters, but then like, it won't feel like something you can appreciate in all aspects yeah, as right? compared to an actual fire emblem fan or an actual or yeah or like a gay or a fire emblem game with just just one cast right right so how do they make it for people who aren't fans of hololive or who aren't like 100% in like you know they know what hololive is but that's about it i think that's the entire point cuz like the the mere fact that um, Hololive already has a, such a big fan base internationally. Oh yeah, um, I won't deny that. Yeah, 
like I don't think they'll have to ha- try specifically to make it appeal to like newer new people but like if you ask me the mere fact that they're gonna have a world like that and with like so many different characters and aspects I think the the, the main way that people are gonna be joining that if they don't know you're gonna be intrigued right wouldn't you like be interested in like a gacha game with so many different kinds of things there right? yeah I mean Hollow Life fans are screaming when they see something related to that yeah like, like I, we I scream admit, even I got interested and I didn't know anything about Hollow Life yeah but it also encourages people to actually jump into the rabbit hole also yeah. or fall in Alright. Like many. So, uh, yeah. Well, so, I'm yeah. waiting patiently. Who knows? They might announce something at E3. <laughs> uh, we don't that. We should E3. do an episode on E3. Maybe when it actually happens, we'll do an episode. Maybe later this June, we'll release an yeah. episode for <laughs> E3. Alright, so, to go back. So, yes, that was the first half of our episode. Invincible, we talked about it. Idol Gotchas, talked about it, then got into a Hololife tangent. For some reason, <laughs> yeah. Now we move on to the second half which is Genshin Impact okay so since I had a feeling the first ep- first half of this episode was gonna be a bit all over the place I wanted to make the second half topical yes. and as usual Genshin Impact because like I told you in one of our other episodes Genshin Impact is our highest performing topic yeah, it's kind of obvious why <laughs> um yeah though not much has happened I will say um so let's talk about revenge let's talk uh, about Eula right uh, because Eula, Eula came okay. out two three days ago a few days ago I guess so I, I got Eula thank god um yeah you hit pity you didn't it, right? you didn't I roll didn't, for Eula I, right you're no. skipping her yeah I'm rolling for future characters which I'll talk about later yeah I don't really follow Genshin YouTubers that much yeah. I'm now working with the philosophy of just play how I want to play yeah, I, a friend of mine you know told me like if you want, if you think about it too much if it does if you don't enjoy how it works just play your own way so that's how I'm doing it um, yeah, yeah I'm completely fine with that where how you, really. how much has Eula changed the game because Eula is a physical DPS we discussed this multiple times so and I my Eula has hit 50,000 damage. And I've seen, apparently, somebody who's done 300k. Uh, well, okay. Um, this is, here's the I thing. I didn't think physical damage would ever reach that that high. Here's in the terms thing. Of numbers. Like, here's the thing. Um, if you're surprised at 300k, you haven't seen what, like, the big... Whales of Genshin Impact. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's just that. If, uh, I I expected that from things like elemental reactions, elemental damages. Yes. I never thought physical damage would ever reach that high. Ah, yeah. So well, yeah. the very fact that she can do this, mm. she can reach these numbers. I don't know if other characters can reach these numbers, but she can. Yeah, she can. Um, Does this change the game in terms of maybe? physical damage should be not sort of looked down upon anymore <laughs> or I, or mean, I guess I mean I, like for example Ra- one would say Razor is a bit of a physical DPS mm. people use him as such yeah but it's not optimal cause 
he's so much better as an electro DPS, right? Yeah. Um, there's like only two people that can run proper physical DPS. We're not in including Eula in this, are we? No, I am. Oh, okay. Like, Eula and Jean. Oh, Jean. To run physical Jean, Jean, you need Aquila Pavonia. Yeah. Well, I, well, you don't need um, you some need broken pines for Eula. For Eula's explosion damage, no, you don't. But if you want to run a physical character and you have Aquila Favonia, you might give as it well Jean. give it a Jean. That's my Jean has Aquila Favonia, and I don't even build her physical damage. Jean isn't even a damage dealer. She's not. She's not a damage dealer. She's better as a support, if you ask me. But yeah, isn't that what she's meant to do in the first place? Uh, you can run her DPS. You can hit big numbers too. I mean, Decently I, big numbers. Yeah, yeah do, do, does she... Has she changed the damage meta, I guess is the proper term? I... Okay. If, it, it, does this... Does this... Would Mihoyo think, hey, we made Eula. She's a, she was a physical damage dealer. Now we can create other characters who maybe also will be physical. Maybe they can be a bit of both. Yeah, maybe I, think there, I think there's... Because no I feel problem. like if Eula failed, if Eula wasn't good, nobody would care about physical damage. Well, yeah. I mean, there are some memers out there that have the big physical damage. But, you know, I think Eula is a good, you know, breath of fresh air. You yeah. know? Enough with the elemental reactions and just go unga bunga and smack people, right? Because yeah. her basic attacks are like 9k. 9k I've only been I've, I, well my Eula is not at like, the optimal level so. like if you cause if you wanna see tactical nuke explosions from like all your favorite 5 star characters look up Tony Toe on YouTube he's like the greatest whale How do in you Genshin Tony as in Tony, Tony like Tony and T.O. yeah he's a Chinese player and he's like the oh is he the one is that the one with his intro that guy that no, no, that, that, that's majestic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but like, Tony To, he's the, you know, ginormous Leviathan-class whale. He's like, a key, he has, he has like five-star weapons, R5, yeah. and multiple iterations of those R5 weapons at level 90 on multiple characters. Like, wow. Like, four-star weapons are dope to him, but like... Really? <laughs> if you want to see big explosions like that, like... Because his latest video, when Eula came out, he hit 4.3 million physical damage. Wait, million? Million. Yeah, like million is not even surprising anymore. Because when Hu Tao came out, when Hu Tao came out, her ult, he managed to make it a C1 Hu Tao hit 1.3 million yeah, damage. But, yeah, but he, you said he hit 3 million no, he hit 4.3 million physical damage. I've never heard of someone going that high. Uh, Tony I didn't Toe. think. Yeah, well, I didn't think physical damage could go that high. I mean, that you. I mean, Tony Toe, when he does these numbers, he's actually just pushing it to the limit. Cause well, he can. He has th- think, like the way he does it is like he gives Bennett Aquila Favonia. Oh, that's why. Okay. That's I only mean, one of the things he does. Like he gives Bennett. Aquila Favonia. Well, it would work on him, yeah. Yeah, no, like, Quite the main, the say. biggest thing because of that is because, like, Bennett's damage Bennett boost ult, yeah. scales off his own attack. So you yes. give him Aquila Favonia at it's R5, huge, yeah. he has, like, 40% more attack, which is huge. Yeah. Like, mm. But, 
when we saw like even before Yula came out, when we saw her numbers, we're like, oh my god, this physical damage is going to be insane. Yeah. Because can you imagine dealing three hundred percent physical damage with your alt? Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy, right? I wonder if she'll be the beginning of the physical damage, not supremacy, but like the physical damage we don't suck. <laughs> Maybe. Or if she'll be the only one. I mean, so far she will definitely be the only one, cause no one else can do good physical damage. Yeah, well, like, as you said, Jean, Jean can't nowhere near that high. I'm sure. No, like Jean. I'm sure can, somebody's made a DPS Jean. There somewhere. is, there, there are, there are physical DPS Jean, but then like, it's not very good compared to the other things you can probably do with her. Yeah, like. Physical DPS is really tailored towards Eula. Like, yeah. If they add someone else to physical DPS, they they better have some really good thing also. Yeah. Because if Eula can do explosion damage with that big of a number without reactions, Imagine then like somebody then else. <laughs> we gotta either make them a really good support that does physical damage or like a really good damage dealer like Eula in some way or the mm. other. Yeah. And of course, you gave her a claymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Makes the most sense. Yeah. What did you think of her story quest, by the way? Well, I mean, seeing the story quest, I thought it was nice, but it didn't re. If you ask me, it still didn't make me want to roll for her. It, because yes, she's understood that, that it's cute that she's she gets misunderstood a lot and then she gets yeah, flustered sometimes. Yeah. It's very unfortunate. I mean, like. Her family hates her. Mondstadt hates her. She's like the villain on both sides. Yeah, and she can't do anything about it. Yeah. That's the problem. But, you know, at least there are some people who see her for she who she truly is. But, you know, I it didn't get me wanting to roll for her. her. Like, I, I don't, I'm not the type of person. She's a great character. Great aesthetics. Love the art. Oh, yeah. But, I love those trailers too. Yeah, the great trailers. Mihoyo is really good with their trailers. But, yeah. So the sneezing, the yes, tango the, with Amber the, the, that didn't convince you. <laughs> I mean, it was really nice. Like when the moment she sneezed, it's like the fan base of Eula grew tenfold that day. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I take pride in saying I was there. I was in that fan base from the beginning. She didn't need the sneeze to convince me. Yeah, a good bit of people, you know, them honorable fans. Respect to you, people. If you liked her from the beginning, yeah, I liked her from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, but Yula is great. Um, she's she's no you know Ganyu or Hu Tao, but she's great on her own. She she's definitely up there, next to them in terms of the greatest DPS. I would say she's okay, not on a tier of her own, but in mm. the sense of okay, Ganyu and Hu Tao are elemental. DPS. Elemental you know, they're, they're, based, it's yeah. their elements that do the damage. Yes. Yula's a d- physical one, right? Yes. So I would I wouldn't say that's a separate tier, but you know, you got categories there. Yeah. And Yula's definitely up there. She's the top one of physical. Well, yeah. Phys- technically if you if you ask me, the physical tier does not even exist. Because well, all yeah, of them are just non existent. One like, character. Yeah, and they're not very good. Like if you're just focusing physical DPS, they're not yeah, very good. I get that. But yeah, I did like um, the idea. You know, she, you meet her. You have to meet her because of her uncle, who's like a jerk. Uh, the Lawrence clan. The Lawrence clan. I'm not a hundred percent like 
interest oh I want to see them again but like I'm curious about um, the past was this covered in the manga the events of you know oh the Lawrence clan used to rule Monstat and oh, then they no, like if you look in the lore because isn't the manga in the past yeah so but does, it, is that that, that's not that far in the past that, oh. the manga is when like Amber was not yet an outrider oh she was like training to become a knight of Avonius. Uh, was was Barbados the ruler of Monstat at that point? Remember Barbados? Yes, yes. Okay, he was because the Archon. Because like then. is there already. That, I mean, he's been uh, the Archon for very long. Yeah, so. five hundred years, right? Five hundred years. Yeah, but you know, you get what I mean. That I mean, if you want to see more of that stuff. I guess we will in the future, but... Yeah. Uh, I don't know if uh, Eula's story kind of warrants a second quest. Like, Zhong Li got two. I think he's the only one. Zhong Li got two. Who has he's two the only, story quests, right? Well, he's an Archon. He's the only character who's gotten a part two to his chapter story quest. Well, to be fair, he's an Archon. He's important to the story, as a ho- to the main story as a whole. And I guess know? because you added the freaking big Jungus to the world yeah. during the 1.5 update, yeah. so... Yeah, with Eula, you know, the whole, the Lawrence clan, the Gunhildes, and the Ragenvinder yeah. clan, you know, they had that saying of, uh, the Lawrence clan used to support the Caribbean, so they were tyrants, and now people hate them. Yeah. And yeah, you know, Eula's got the, you, peasant. Like, yeah. I am if, speaking to you. If she only knew <laughs> that she shouldn't talk like that for people to understand her, she would be so much... More I mean, like accepted if you're in society. Raised, yeah, if you're raised like that, of course you'll be used to it, which is a problem. That's the problem. Like you can't even tell when she's being sarcastic. That's another issue. Yeah, like, the whole when uh, she's talking, you can't tell if she's trying to be sarcastic or joking. Sometimes, a lot of times, you can't actually yeah. tell when she's joking. I don't joking. know if that's the voice actor doing that, or maybe that's no. Just... They 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 told her. They most likely told her to do yeah. it like. That. Oh, by the way, how is the Japanese voice of Yula? Because very, I I play in English. The Japanese voice of Yula is extremely yeah, fitting. Rina Sato. Rina Sato is a very great voice actor, and she did a great job for Yula. It's very fitting. All of her voice lines extremely fitting. But yeah, with you know, with her being this sort of outcast like character, it's it's refreshing to see. It's also really funny seeing that um just as the people on Twitter hated her, the people in their own universe hated her as well. So so yeah. she couldn't catch a break anywhere. Not even in the Not real world. Not even in the real world, yeah. Like uh. nowhere was it mentioned that because like, why did those Twitter guys get that? That the Lawrence clan had slaves? Um, okay. Back in the days of the Caribbean, that was still a thing. Yeah, so... Like, are they saying, Yeah, are they saying the Gunhilders and the Ragenvinders didn't have that? Didn't have slaves? No, it was like, um... Okay. If you think of... In their kind of lore history, the Lawrence clan were like the... The top? Tops, yeah. And the Gunhilders and the Ragenvinders weren't very prominent. Oh, until thought, the revolution, oh, right? It's because I thought when the no, it was no, it wasn't. It's like th- those were the most prominent clans in Mondstadt. But that was about but it. But that was about it. And the Lawrence clans were the supporters of the Caribbean, so they were the ones on top. Yeah. So when they when you know the revolution happened with Vanessa, it was their family who were shot in the dark. You know. Mm. Where did. Uh, yeah, because I don't remember slavery being mentioned in the quest. I mean, 
they had a gladiator system. Did they? Yeah, back in the day. Where do you where do you get this information? Like everywhere. The, the, that's the amazing thing about Genshin is that like where there are lore pieces uh-huh. in every single facet of the game. Yeah. Okay. Where did you find that gladiator thing, for example? Because you don't have Eula, so you didn't read her if bio, you lo- did you? Okay. Here, um, do you, you know the item Chains of the Dandelion Gladiator, right? Yes, I do. Those are, based on lore from that item, those are the chains that held Vanessa when she was captured and forced into gladiatorial combat in Mondstadt. Did it say Lawrence clan there? No, 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 no. I'm not talking about the Lawrence thing, but like... The, but they were gladiators. They were gladiators. And the oh, Lawrence that arena. The Lawrence yeah. clan thing, I think you can read about it a bit from the books that the you manga? pick up. No, the books oh, in the game. The oh. books in the game. Oh, the books in the game. You can yeah. actually read about it from those, and also I think the Noblesse Oblige set also mm. has lore pieces there. You can read that. Yeah, all the sets do, but yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, but a lot of the lore is just there. You just need to. Oh, it look really at is it. there. You just need to do your, your digging. You just need to do your digging. That's all, and it's there. Yeah, Eula is a very fine addition. Like, like I told you, I would, I would become a lot stronger when, uh, yeah, I've she's my best character now. It took a while, but she's my best character. Well, no, it took a few days. She's certainly outperforming my other characters. That's because they're all bad compared to her now. Well, I guess, and it's more. I guess and you did help if me you fix. ask me, she's more fitting for somebody who doesn't have good like, team building or character support or you're very you know if you're not super dedicated to farming for like the best artifacts or like you haven't or you're behind in world level like the monsters are a lot stronger than your characters I, I think yeah. she's good because she doesn't rely on elemental reactions yeah that's the main reason I wanted her in the first place because I figured um my philosophy when it comes to exploring the world of Tevat, um, you can never know what kind of element you're gonna fight. So that's why I like having different elements there. Yeah. Then I figured with Eula, she's, if she's a physical damage dealer, I won't have to worry about um, the enemy that I'm fighting being immune to the element, whether that's Fatui or Abyss Mages or Slimes. Because the physical damage would do the work. Yeah, but... I mean, you know, know, apart from, you know, her skill still does cryo and all that, but... It's it's negligible, the cryo damage. Yeah, Yeah, so I do like the story that she had. Um, The whole vengeance thing, it's funny, although it gets annoying sometimes. I must admit. It does get annoying. Yeah, but I, I would like to see a list. I would like to see if she's actually made a list of all the people she wants remember, revenge like, for. Yeah, but like, remember she doesn't actually mean vengeance. I know, but I'm sure she means it for certain people. There must be people she yeah, actually but hates. It, like I her don't... uncle, for example. Yeah, her uncle, yes. But then like, you know what I'm talking about. Well, yeah, like, you know, she, she doesn't mean All it. she's trying to say is that I'll remember, I'll remember this. Yeah. But no, sh- the way she was grazed is just, I this will not go unpunished. Like, mm-hmm. why? Uh, yeah. So that was Eula. Uh, let's see. Oh, how was your experience with uh, Wintrace? I actually really liked Wintrace. Yeah, I, f- I thought the event was great. I thought that it's a great... They should make it a permanent thing. Right? Really? Because that's well, one it's of the, still there. In, like I that, just logged in a while ago. And then what you should do is just keep adding places that you can go to ah. for the prop hunt. But my only, you know 
comment or like you know disagreement with the event is that to get the event currency you're forced to play with random people yeah which I dislike yeah you like, wanted to play with your friends like, I'm sure well, you wanna play with your friends that's the entire point but what we're getting forced to play with random people just to get currency and complete the event I don't think that's nice well, cause what if these random people are like the type that oh they'll kick you out of the world before the event ends or what you call it they're they use like dumb strategies like I don't know using Mona on a person that doesn't have good graphics so then they're just invisible right you know it's not fair I think to some uh, people I think they should have just made it you can get any currency as long as you play the game well maybe they'll do that in the future I and you know that was really smart I remember playing a lot of um, Windrace like I think you know we actually predicted this in one video which one in one episode that um, this would be the kind of event even if you were done with the Primo Gems you would still play it yeah cause you, you it's fun yeah. that's the thing it's fun it's a fun yeah. event Mona was the, is the queen of Wintrace she can hide anywhere she can hide anywhere yeah it's and hard to spot her too yeah the she can run really fast well you know water and all that yeah that, that's the thing that's, that's why I'm saying it's a bit kind of unfair to people especially if you're playing online like if you don't have good graphics on like your cell phone or like you oh you can't, won't see her you, you can't see her particles and catch her it's yeah. actually invisible it's not it's not very fair yeah. and she doesn't run out of stamina if you're not moving yeah so it's not it's not it's not exactly fair I get that to... you know she's the queen of yeah like I said yeah she is the queen of Wintrace for this case maybe they'll change things when they do another Wintrace event yeah, Mona does have a running animation so it yeah by the way, what's with the event now? The one Battle that's happening Front? right now. Yeah, Battlefront. Uh, yeah, well, um, the Battlefront event. Have you played the Battlefront event? I tried it once. Um, it was okay. You know, you borrow characters. So that way, if you, your characters yeah. suck, you have... Yeah, it's not you borrow ones. characters. It's more of like you get the characters from a selected pool and you just play with yeah, them. Yeah, it makes it playable for me. Like, I don't have to worry about, oh shit, my characters are weak. I don't have to... I might not yeah, be able to Yeah, because they're pre-built. They're pre-built, pre-built, yeah. which is cool. Um, and the only thing you have to worry about is the challenges you know you have to plunge attack and kill people or you have to you know you have to heal a certain amount I think it's a it's a great idea and it gives lets people experience you know characters in more scenarios yeah. you know maybe I, I think one of the reasons that's why they added Albedo there because Albedo isn't very nice yeah but he'd be good for the plunging attack one yeah. Because he has an elevator. Plus you have Xiao. The Xiao wasn't in that uh, pool. So I guess the strategy there would have been Kaching going up and then sma- smacking down. Yeah, that's another strategy. But, you know, you yeah. know what I mean. Well, it did help me learn different combos. Like, I had a... um, What was my team? Like, the very first one I did was Beidou, Mona, Sucrose, and... Somebody else. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Uh, somebody else. I forgot who it was. But I really did a lot of damage in that team. That I didn't do that. I've never even thought of considered that. Um, who was it? Beidou, Mona, Sucrose, and Diona. Diona. Uh-huh. I did a lot of damage there. <laughs> Maybe it's because of Mona? 
Or yeah, probably uh, because well, maybe Mona. it's because of sucrose too. Sucrose doesn't. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure the artifacts that they gave her was Venerer. Oh yeah, because like, different. I mean, when I was seeing that damage, I was kind of. Since when? Could no, not to flex. Do that? Not no, not to flex or anything. But like, I expect, I felt awkward because oh, I Mona? no 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 I felt awkward not to flex, but I felt awkward because I wasn't I was doing the damage wasn't as big. As I normally do. Ah, I get it. Because, you know, I have Hu Tao. And my Hu Tao is like triple crown. So, you know what that means. Yeah. So, um, doing that damage wasn't really surprising. Yeah. But, you know, it was a fun event. I got to use characters that I don't normally use that often. Especially Albedo. Like, I finally figured out how his ult works. And <laughs> you have to put the elevator thing first to make everything explode. Because if you use it yeah. without it, you just... So, well, no. I, I, I not really need... I don't need to ask if it changes your opinion on him, but... No, Albedo is still kind of... Works. Yeah. Albedo is still kind of... If you want to roll for him, go ahead. It's just that you're not gonna see him in any meta builds or anything. Mm, yeah, okay. So we had um, this event going on now. Yeah. Uh, in a in a month or so, Eula's gonna go, and when she does, I'm sure at some point before that, we're getting one point six. Um. Yeah, we'll oh. probably get one point six after Eula's banner. Yes. Yeah. That's oh. like exact timing. One small thing, by the way, um, to kind of tie into our first episode, um, to those of you who who are still here who listened to the first half, you know, we talked about D4DJ. If you watch the English dub, three, four or more um, voice actresses who voiced Genshin characters are in that anime. <laughs> so there's certain, uh, that's there's certain like incentive there, maybe. Uh, I, I, me and Ryan know which ones they are. But I'll leave it to you guys to figure out who's who because it'll be really fun. Like, for example, there's one character, Hutao, Brianna Knickerbocker. Yeah, when you listen to one the character. If you listen to the dub Hutao and you listen to the dub in D4DJ, it, it's her. You can't unsee <laughs> it. You can't unsee the voice acting. It's like, wow. Yeah. And not to mention, um, if you're used to hearing um, Chi Chi's voice actress, when you hear who she is in D4DJ, you're not going to believe it. It doesn't sound the same. Yeah. Same with um Kaching. Doesn't sound the Ka-ching. same. Either. And uh Paimon. Paimon's a little recognizable. Yeah. But Paimon's character in D four DJ is not that important. Yeah, well we're kinda of going off a tangent yeah. here. Yeah. That's just a quick tie in, but yeah, back to it. You told me off mic you have information on one point six. So, oh yes. Yeah. Um so you know, if you guys wanna hear some one point six stuff. This is the checkpoint for you guys. I mean, at this point, I think people have heard certain things. Uh, like some a certain, people... Like a certain character that people are saying yeah, Some people about. ignore those things, so I don't want to spoil it for them. So, like, spoiler checkpoint here. If you guys don't want to hear, you know... Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, I guess, because this will probably span till the end of you the You have episode. 10 seconds from this moment to leave if you uh, don't want to be spoiled. 10 is a bit too much. 5, but like, five, five seconds, you know, yeah, 4... four. Three, two, two one. one. Okay, so I'll start talking about like 1.6 stuff. So yeah. first of all, we're getting a new character, Kazuha. Kazuha Kedahara. Kedahara. How do you spell it? Kedahara. K-A-E? K-A-E. Something, something, something. I don't remember. I don't remember the order of the later letters, but we just call him Kazuha. Kedahara Kazuha. 
That could be how yeah. you say his name. Probably. But um, Kazuha is a uh, animal. animal sword. Yeah. And he... He's the male traveler. <laughs> he's kind of like the male traveler. He's Canadian traveler. That's what people but call isn't him. He Japanese? That's the funny part. <laughs> but because he... Canadian because because his thing when he does his alt is autumn leaves. Oh, so he's okay. Canadian traveler, I, I and he looks a lot that. like the traveler. So it's Canadian traveler. You know, I saw pictures of him. He, he reminds me of like Albedo a bit as well. Like that 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 picture that's, when he came out the first time. Wait, he reminds that, me of that. That's the problem. Okay, that's one of the biggest issues I have. He gives me the same vibe as Albedo. That no, we don't he's know gonna be there. Can you can roll for him, but he's not impactful. Well, we don't know. I because I'm telling you now. The amount of he he his gimmick is elemental mastery, just like sucrose. No, sucrose is not gimmick elemental mastery. Doesn't what are you talking her, about? Doesn't her skills? No no no. That's not what I mean. When I mean gimmick, it means like what they're trying to do. Because yeah. Albedo skills of defense, you know that right? Yeah, I know that. Noel skills of defense. That's the gimmick. And HP a bit. Hu Tao and Zhongli scale off of HP. HP. Everyone else uh, is crit damage attack. and crit rate, right? Yeah. You, you get that, right? Bennett, attack, so on and so on. Yeah. But Kazuha scales off elemental mastery. Okay. Which um, he also gives like an elemental boo- elemental damage boost, which is, you know, it, it's kind of equivalent to a goblet in terms of elemental damage boost. But yeah. if you ask me, his impact on gameplay is not going to be too big. Because oh. you're competing with animal supports like Venti, which is yeah. very hard to do. Like he has his own vacuum because he's kind of he's kind of also kinda of like a plunge attack guy. Well but, there's going to be a listener here somewhere who has no idea who Kazuha is, so let's uh, <laughs> introduce yeah, yeah. him yeah, before anything else. Uh yeah. Well Kazuha is a guy from Inazuma. So we're gonna start getting more Inazuma related stuff in the future updates. Kazuha is a guy, a samurai kind of guy from Inazuma, and you're gonna meet him during like, with Beidou, because Beidou knows. Yeah, you're gonna I, meet him with Beidou. Or, I think that was to be expected yeah. that everyone assumed Beidou's ship would be how you get there. Yeah, because appar- apparently there's like a, there, there's probably a story quest with, with Beidou, Beidou's story quest, and that's probably gonna lead us to the Summer Islands, which is the main attraction for 1.6. We're gonna get a Summer Islands, kind of like an archipelago area. So this isn't Inazuma yet? It is not Inazuma. It's a a mini archipelago Mm -hmm. off the coast of Inazuma. Uh It's close, but it's not Inazuma yet. But um, if we're talking future updates, Inazuma, people are saying that it's gonna be released in sequences. The entire, the the map area, I mean. That's not a bad idea. Like, they're gonna release, like, half of the land, then oh, for the three-fourths yeah. of the land, and then the main city at 2.0, but... Oh, you, you know. mean, like, how they did um, Lee's story, they split it up? With, yeah, up but instead, city. it's the actual nation itself, that you can't go past the certain area mm. because you're not ready yet, or well, they're not ready. Well, you can't go to the castle now in Devat as it is, so I guess that still applies. Uh, well, yeah, but, you know, um, yeah, so we're gonna meet Kazuha... Because there's gonna be something involved in the 1.6. Yeah. You know, there's gonna be some kind of event that goes on there, but yeah. we're not super sure about that. But yeah. So, what can yeah. Kazuha. What exactly does he do? Well, Kazuha is a very swirl based character, okay. as you can see, because he's Elemental Mastery. So, he's like a traveler? Yeah, but more interesting, I guess. Re- well, from how Kaz- you uh, talked about him a while ago, maybe not. 
Well, yeah. But well, he's a new character. So he's a new, new character anyway. So, yeah. They have some kind of thing that makes yeah. them cool. So, Kazuha basically has a double jump. Well, yeah. That's, can, that's what Because, like, his elemental skill launches him into the air, like, putting wind on the ground. And yeah. then, after using his elemental skill, his, like, weapon becomes empowered with animal. So, yeah. when you use a plunge attack, he has a unique plunge attack that... Ah. Like that so. uh, it, yeah. But um, his plunge attack puts like a small weak vacuum. Oh. Area, it's not significant enough to compete with Venti. But it looks a bit like you know the Viridescent Hunt bow. Yeah. From the battle pass, yeah. the one that when you attack a few times, it makes a tiny tornado yeah. thing. Kind of like that. So it's a little like Sucrose's bottle. Yeah, but smaller. Smaller than that than Sucrose's bottle. Sucrose's bottle isn't that big. Yeah, it, it, it's smaller than that. How small long does area. the vacuum last? Um, maybe a few seconds. Oh. It's not... Yeah, like I say, it's not big enough to compete with Venti. I see, I see what you mean. Well, so what would his ult be though? His ult is like a big area. Like he... A dome? He makes like a slash and in the in, there's like a circle area. You, you know, Gan used ult, right? Yeah. So it's like putting an area like it's that. that big? It's like an area, and every few seconds there will be a slash that's wor- does swirl damage in inside the thing, mm-hmm. depending on what element it is, and it'll slash five times. Depending on what element it is. Yeah, what swirls with it? Elemental. So you swirl, have right? to put an element. You put an element. Dome. Like what you can do, you can drop an element. If they're infu- if your enemies are infused with it, do the alt. It will swirl that element five times. Like Sucrose's butterfly. Yeah, but less potent. It only oh. damages every five, Slashes. every one slash. Sucrose's thing just goes like, like every few seconds, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he's, he's he's like a he's a mix, sort of like a you know he's like Xiao, he he's partially Sucrose. Yeah, but I'm not saying you shouldn't roll for him if you like his design, if you like his character. Go yeah, ahead. Maybe his story will be interesting. But yeah. in terms of you know stats and skills he's not appealing if you ask me and like there are also some innate flaws he has like you know his basic attack doesn't connect sometimes is like, it like how the travelers blows blows him away at the end no no, no that i mean that connects though right what i mean is that what, like you know how people slash like up to five times right like one five two six, three depending on the like one yeah. two three and then four and then five right yeah Kazuha does 1-2, but his second hit hits them so far that his third slash doesn't hit, and then he does his special animation for the fourth slash. Oh, so well, that's it, a problem, yeah. It is a problem. Hopefully, they fix that. Well, it, it doesn't work on, on like, bigger enemies, does it? It probably doesn't work on bigger enemies. It probably doesn't happen on bigger enemies, but like on things like slimes, yeah. that happen so often. Yeah, well, these slimes, they bounce off almost anything. Like, even the yeah, but you can well. still connect your attacks. Like, his just knocked them away too far that his third hit doesn't hit which is kind of eh yeah I see your point not say I mean if you wanna roll for him go ahead it's just that from a you know character style and character you know in terms of gameplay I guess pure gameplay wise uh, I recommend not really you might wanna skip for someone else yeah well I'm also kind of inclined to pass for him, but if his story seems interesting, I might consider him. Because I've never really needed... I don't think I'd need much of an animal character. Uh, so I would like Jin, 
I do like Jean. Uh, I like her as a character. I think she'd do well. I don't know. I'm not a Jean user because I don't have her, so I don't know what she's capable of. Sucrose has done pretty well. Sucrose is I've great. Sucrose is great. Um, Traveler, he's Geo Traveler now, so I don't yeah. really use him animal-wise. To be honest, Sucrose is, has a lot more situations where she's use, more useful than Venti, which is actually surprising. Yeah, like I don't have Venti either, so I have no idea but how that Sucrose works. Sucrose is still a fantastic support. F2P animal support. She's like mm, yeah. amazing. Where this Kazuha guy will stack there, I have no idea. Cause I, I genuinely I, I have not I don't really look up these characters. I like to be surprised by Mihoyo or by what other people tell me. Well yeah. Like my friends show, share certain leaks with him. That's how I actually knew him in the first place. Yeah. I mean I usually get these kind of leaks very early. Yeah. I, so, I, yeah. He he doesn't seem to be a sort of game changing character. He's I, not. I guess that's he's a, like Albedo. Yeah, I guess that's a pattern. Yeah. After like, a while, you know, you get um, a character. That's it's not great. part of my philosophy in Gacha games that they always release a lot of cool characters, but once in a while they have to release somebody who's just eh. okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, they do that in Arknights. They released Mountain. Well, yeah. They released I, I Arketo. Don't know, I don't know much about Mountain. And he's, he's not... He's there. People use him, but he's not... Oh my god. Right? Yeah. And then... Uh, and then, like, you know, in FGO, you have, like, some servants like Sherazade. Well, yeah. Like, okay. That's a different discussion, though. So I guess we'll, we'll we'll have to wait and see. We don't know. Maybe they'll fix Albedo down the line. Maybe uh, things will change. Who knows? Because for example, like you know, a lot of people said you know they talk smack about Ganyu long before she was released. Yeah, definitely. I, I would. But think she's Eula so much better, better now. Though. Yeah, I think Yula was in that boat for a bit. No, not as much. Well, I mean, from the sta- from the people. Well, there were haters. Yeah. There are haters, her. but like from the people who knew about her stats and what she could do, people know that like wow, she can do something. Yeah, she can do something great. So, because so, I don't hear as much about this Kazuha guy as I do with as I did with her back when she was coming exactly because he's kind of just there, Canadian traveler. Yeah, we'll see what um what happens uh, with him. Yeah, other one point six stuff we don't really have much info. Um, most likely. It may be a rerun of Klee. Klee. Or a random standard banner character. We're not sure. Mm. But um, we are also getting a new boss uh, in 1.6. It's called the Magu Kenki. The Magu Kenki. Where is yes. this thing? Uh, you can find it in the Summer Isles because that's the main feature, right? Yeah. In the Summer Isles, you, it's like a boss. It ha- drops Kazuha's materials, obviously. Oh. I see. And it's like a big samurai only elemental guy oh. with, with a sword. Really? Yeah, and, I, cool. and he comes in different elements too, which is cool. Oh, wow, that sounds kind of cool, yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. a Reggie in Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, actually. There's like Animo, there's an ice Hydro, one, there's a Cryo one, there's Electro. A fire, fire yeah, kind of like that. So that's cool, that sounds cool. Um, In terms of anything else, hmm. I mean newer weapons I guess but you know weapons aren't so such big influencers yet right? well with Klee coming out they're gonna I, release I remember back then you made a prediction of Ludi Harpastum well it still hasn't happened it yet. still hasn't happened but it might be 1.6 I think it probably is 
Like, because Klee's coming out. Because Klee might come out. And then Ludihar Pastum has a weapon that's basically designed for Klee. Really? Yeah. The, the Wait, the event gonna have a weapon for him? Yeah, it's an event drop weapon. Really? It's like the it's one like, from, it's, wi- from it's the, like the Wind Bloom. Sword? It's like the one from the Wind Bloom Festival. Just playing and you can get it for free. Which weapon is this? The Wind Bloom Ode. Bow. Oh, the free bow! Right, right, right. I remember that. And oh, so so it would be like um, the festive desire. I guess yeah, example. something oh, like festive that. Festive desire, you get that. Something you get it for free. You have yeah. to power it up through. Yeah, from the playing the event, event right? Uh huh. I yeah. So, but that's all the information I have so far. Yeah, with regards to that, yeah, yeah. I would say that's interesting. You know, you have summer these summer isles. One point six has the uh, Ludi Harpastum. Is this is a fishing festival? Yeah, it's right? a, it's a fish festival. Blow up this the is where lake. She blows up lakes. It's gonna stuff, blow right? up the lake. Uh, this would be a perfect way to, to introduce um more story for her. I would say, because I don't remember her being in Windbloom. I think she, she was, was the only monster character that wasn't there. I, mean, I don't could see her, her once in a while. Yeah, but okay. Gina and Lisa were like patrolling the ground. Ah, uh, yeah, but like in canonical that. story, no. Yeah, I didn't. I don't remember seeing her. Oh, and before I end my piece about one point six, we are gonna have like a boat system. Boat system. Yeah, to because get to the... it's an archipelago, right? The Summer Isles. Yeah, we're gonna have to we're... meet Bedo then, at some. Point. Yeah, we will definitely. Story meet her. wise, we haven't met Bedo officially. Yeah, but like in one point six, we're gonna have a like a skiff system. Skiff. It's called a skiff. Like, you know, those tiny boats that have, like, few, you know, we Like, rowboats? No, no, no. Like, uh, you know, like a uh, wind glider? On, like, the water wind glider? The one they go, like, ooh, and they have a big, like, sail. Yeah, like, and you know, like, Moana's boat. A wind sail? Yeah, yeah, Kind of like that. But yeah. it's, like, magic. Yeah, you know, dinghies and... Something like that, that yeah. And okay. we use that to travel back and forth through the area. Really? Yeah. Bedo's your friend. You're, you're yeah, but her, her ship is a freaking ship. Yours yeah. is gonna be like a dinghy. Yeah, but how's that? I mean, and I it's not even ship. that far. I, I it's would... just a few... It's an it's an archipelago. It's islands. Yeah, it's still... And riding in the ocean. There will be... Tel- there will, And we are going to have cannon battles. Ship battles. With the dinghy? Yeah, because the dinghy has cannons. Um, so it's not a dinghy because it has cannons. I, I will... Yeah, that's why I said it's a skiff. Yeah, okay. okay. Well, if you don't know what a skiff is, Google it later. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like, it has cannons. Skip, we're gonna uh, have like I think we're gonna have an event with like uh, cannon fire thing, and we're also gonna cool. have a ping pong thing. Ping pong. There's gonna be like a ping pong event where, where you have to use a shield. No, like just one of them random events. They they shoot like an energy ball at you. You have to whack it back. Like uh-huh. it's basically ping pong. Uh-huh. And skiff. Yeah. That's it. I that's all I have for one point six people. Yeah, I I hope you <laughs> got a good bit of juice from that. Yeah. I hope it makes you more excited because that's definitely yeah. gonna release either halfway through June or late June yeah. or maybe Def- even. We'll July. definitely learn more when you uh banner ends or before that. Uh, because yeah, yeah, before that, quite before that, because we got that we got stream maybe a week before. Uh, Tartaglia's banner ended yeah so expect one soon yeah Summer Isle let's recap Summer Isles Klee Kazuha uh, 
basically Kazuha Ludi uh, Harpastum possibly, possibly New Magu Kenki skip. Boss The Skip Can we not talk about the skip? No, no, Just no, Google it, it no, okay? Is a, it's interesting that you're gonna get a ship Right? Like, it's not even know. that significant It's a skip just search it up. It's a skiff, okay? Jeez. No, it's just that, well, okay, YouTube's been recommending me Assassin's Creed stuff, and I, I used to play Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Uh, so it, I used to, I used to sail sorry. on the jackdaw. It's not then. gonna be a big It's sh- not gonna be a big ship. Like but I we're said, cannon it's a skiff. No, I mean, and we're not gonna sh- cool. we're, I don't think we're shooting other ships. It's gonna be like shooting an island or something. But like, Maybe I, there'll be enemies in n- the water? There's like no, no. I have no more information regarding that. Like, you know. Well, if 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 you're sure you're not forgetting something, I don't think so. I think I covered, everything, covered everything. I know, like anything else that will come out. Anything about Kazuha you might have forgotten. No, I kind of covered him. Pretty well. Okay. Yeah, he's kind of underwhelming, but yeah, <laughs> he's voiced by Hugo from Soldat Online, the Japanese. Yeah, I'm. Sword, he's a that. great voice actors. He's also in um if Japanese you, voice actor is um what's his name? I don't know Shoot, which one is I forgot. Which, I just know the um, Japan I know isn't the English he's the voice English voice the English voice of Kazuha is Kirito then the Japanese voice of Kazuha is Yugo. Wait, really? I'm pretty sure. Bryce Papenbrook will voice Kazuha? I think so. <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay. I mean, don't quote I've me seen, on it. Well, I've I'm seen not a sure. Picture in which Xiao and Kazuha are Yugo and Kirito in Japanese. I don't know which one's which. Uh, Wait, no. That means Xiao must be Kirito. Kazuha is Yugo. Yugo. Therefore, Xiao must be Kirito. Yeah, but Bryce Papenbrook. Wow. I think I think that's his English. I'm not sure. I think so. Um. Last but not least, I guess. Uh, we are. We have new characters that are gonna come out, like Yoimiya. Oh, that's right! Yeah, Yoimiya. I, I, won't, I won't talk much about her because she's most likely 1.7. Uh, but if she's my later. she's my next target for character. Yoimiya. Yeah, she's she based fireworks. She's basically like Hu Tao and Ganyu. You empower Combined. your attacks, and then all your basic attacks do AoE pyro damage. Wow. She's a pyro archer, by the way, so goodbye, Amber. Hey, well. But, you know, everyone still loves Amber. I we love need, Amber. We need... She needs... Let's buff work. Amber, please. Mihoyo's never buffed yeah. anything. Mihoyo, if you're listening... I we're like the only yeah. Genshin podcast. So, like, if you're listening, Mihoyo, please buff Amber. Yeah, or at the very least, um, do something about her stats, maybe, or her skills. You might want to take note of that. Because I don't know how you do it in Honkai... How you no, they, they just add Honkai. characters in oh, Honkai. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. um, Fischl and Kaching are in Honkai. Yeah. That's I, cool. I, I would talk about that, but I don't, we don't play, play Honkai. Honkai. Yeah. But that's cool. I've seen that That's cool. It's cool. Very interesting stuff. Like that they integrated it. Kaching is a lot more powerful in Honkai. Oh, definitely. <laughs> of course. Like, Fischl's a lot more powerful too. Yeah. But I, I think that's all we have for today, though. Yeah, that Bryce Papenbrook thing really took me out of there. I did not know that. That's cool. Bryce Papenbrook's a really good voice actor. You can check again. Shiro Emiya. You can check again. I'm, I'm not right. super sure, but I think so. Yeah, that'd be cool. So, that, my friends, was the newest episode of Gacha Rock and Roll. Yeah. So, catch us soon. We'll talk about a bunch of other stuff coming yeah. your way. 
June especially is gonna be a very yeah. news heavy month yeah especially that E3 is on June 12 mark your calendars you gamers out there <laughs> yeah we're not uh, we don't know if E3 is gonna feature a gacha game maybe Mihoyo has a gacha game has Genshin yeah, but stuff for E3 I'm I'm excited to see what they have yeah. to drop is like it, we might that, have an episode after E3 most yeah, likely we'll we will we'll talk about it maybe that Bandai that Bandai game you asked me about yeah, Blue Protocol. Yeah, maybe then. We will see. So, with that, we bid you all adieu. Adieu! So, thank you so much for listening to us. Wherever you get your podcast, whether that's Apple, Spotify, here on Anchor, wherever. And if you want to hear more Genshin stuff or any other gacha-related stuff, make sure you can share us to all your friends and so we can if, keep doing this. And if, like... DD and my friend Andrew or our other fan Carlo before if you have an episode request for us we have a Facebook page it's called Gotcha Rock and Roll Podcast if you can find us there if you have a request or you just want to say hi leave a message feel free feel free yeah we're friendly yeah we don't bite <laughs> yeah we can't anyway <laughs> watch for the pandemic <laughs> yes so with that thank you so much for listening and we will see you soon Peace. Bye.